The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to talk about modern content strategies. Joining us is Damon Burton, who is the president of SEO National, which is a personalized one-on-one search engine optimization agency that has scaled to seven and almost eight figures of revenue without spending a dime on paid advertising. Yesterday, Damon and I talked about how quirkiness can be your secret weapon in content creation. And today, we're going to continue the conversation by talking about how to build a content strategy perfect for the 2020s. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's my conversation with Damon Burton, the president of SEO National. Damon, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks, Ben. We left off on some good stuff. Looking forward to picking back up. Excited to continue the conversation. To whoever, anybody that didn't hear the first part of Damon and my chat yesterday, we talked about quirkiness. And really what we're talking about is authenticity, which is used so much today that it feels a little inauthentic, but basically writing content and speaking from the heart. Us SEOs and content marketers can get so caught up with the data that we get that we actually miss the point of answering the user's question, providing value, and actually saying what we mean and believe. And when you do that, you tend to see better business performance and results. So today we're going to continue the conversation talking about content marketing strategies. Obviously, this decade is unique, not only because the technologies are changing, there's the focus on privacy, but also, you know, we've gone through this big shift of the pandemic and basically moving more digital. Talk to me about how you think about setting a content strategy for this decade. I mean, there's a a bunch of things we can hit on. One thing I want to go back to is last time we talked, you had mentioned the word hollow, and that really resonated with me as we were trying to communicate 
the authenticity of things because we, especially on the SEO side, I'd say SEO side and social media. So on the SEO side, we've probably all seen those websites where we go to them and you can just tell it's the content that just doesn't read naturally. It's keyword, keyword, keyword. It's stuffed. It doesn't feel like it flows. And that's when you abandon those websites. So they may have gamed the algorithm a little bit to get some initial exposure, but search engines will pay attention to people quickly leaving the website. So they may get a head start, but then they're going to fall to the back. So it's just kind of a side note that that word hollow really kind of stuck out with me. But as far as more modern strategies, you, you bring up a unique topic about how where things are so different these days. I think one thing that's been interesting about you know the whole pandemic, it's forced a lot of us to realign with what we care about or what we resonate with. And so it seems like anybody, in addition to the growth that, that we've mentioned with my company's experience, anybody else that I know that's followed a similar model of pushing out content or giving without expecting in return are the ones that are excelling. And then even just recently, I was at um, this big inner circle kind of mastermind with a bunch of people that have really accomplished really successful things. And one of the the reoccurring topics in this mastermind was from one of the members that have been in this group year over year, he said, one thing that you'll notice is the people that give the most in this group are the ones that are going to grow the most in this group. And then they gave some quantifiable figures of going from you know, a million to 10 million, 10 million, and some of them going to $100 million in just a couple of years. And the common denominator was all giving. So I'd bring this back around to what really works in modern times is people want to know that they're maybe not alone in the circumstance. So if you can align that with what you're going through in the pandemic as well, then that really resonates from an authentic position. Or if you can provide answers to the unique problems that we have going on in the pandemic. So there's just a huge reward nowadays in pushing out content that's aimed at giving first. And I, I realize that you know maybe that doesn't resonate with every listener in every industry, but there are ways. You know, I'll take a pause here in a minute and maybe give you a, a random example. But there's more likely than not ways for you to resonate or give without expecting a return in some capacity in your content on social media, SEO, wherever it may be. I have mixed emotions, to be honest. Like I. I understand that you're going to build trust. You're going to build likability, authority, and people are going to consume more of your content if you're not constantly selling. On the flip side, if you're not making people aware of what the calls to action are or how they can work you work with you or, or basically putting the like click here button in front of them, they're less likely to take action. So there's a balance of sort of convenience and awareness of how you can work together with having how you can work together being front and center. We're not all in charities here. And, you know, I understand that there's the concept of writing content that gives without asking. And often that will help you with things like awareness, likability, trust. But when you're talking about driving bottom line business results, you know, how do you get someone from your thought leadership type content, which becomes more of a priority now that we're all consuming so much content, to actually, you know, getting onto the website, picking up the phone, clicking on whatever it is to click to start a business relationship. It depends on your industry because you have fair points, but I also have points to prove them otherwise. And they're obviously not applicable to every business in every industry. So to give you an example of our clients, so our average price ticket is a reoccurring three to five thousand dollars a month. So I'd say that's probably eighty percent of our clients. Some a little more, some less. Now, 
the majority of the growth going from high six figures into the seven figure mark was purely from giving without expecting in return. Within two years, our leads from social proof outpaced our historical head start that referrals had. So at the beginning, we talked about how we've never done any paid advertising. And so we closed the gap on growing by referrals year after year with social proof and just giving without expecting in return. So for my example, and I'll give some other examples, is when for me, I don't want to sell SEO to everybody because the leads or the clients that are going to look for something that is a couple hundred dollars instead of several thousand dollars, those are not realistic gains that you can provide. You can't provide return on that type of budget. So I don't want to attract those type of people. Now, when I push out the content that says, here's how to do big things with SEO, and then every other post is maybe about my kids or my wife, it, you build, in my situation, you build that exposure and that expertise. You stay top of mind, but then they build trust with you because you talk about other things beyond business. And for me, I'm not selling. So what happens is then when they're ready for SEO, I have almost zero sales discussions in the sales discussion. Because they already feel comfortable with me. They already know the process because I've already talked about the different types of results. I've already talked about the different price points. I've already talked about why cheap SEO is not good SEO. So when when they reach out to me, they skip the website entirely. And they send me a private message and they say, Hey, I know you do this thing. How do I give you money? The last lead I got literally said, How do I give you money? Now, I understand that that's not applicable to everybody. But let's maybe take a, take a total opposite example. So my father runs a plumbing business. So he's in blue collar industry. He doesn't want to go do the little $50 jobs changing the toilet handle. So in that case, those are the examples of content pieces he can do where it's like, Hey, this is how you change a toilet handle at home. Save the money, save the time, do this thing. He doesn't lose anybody. He gains trust or he becomes some sort of subject matter expert for when they need the $3,000 water heater thing. So there's little ways that you can position yourself where it's not to say it's a zero-sum game. You don't have to only do this. I've been fortunate enough by only doing that, that it's worked really well. You can do paid ads or any other types of content or marketing above and beyond that. But I wouldn't say to discount the potential of there being some sort of way to apply it. I think what you're getting at is there's a time and a place to have a conversation about sales. And it's not always early and upfront. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. 
right? You want to build credibility. You want to build awareness. You need to make sure that someone is actually in market. I'll use our sales outreach for the MarTech podcast, my, my other show, as an example. We actually don't do any sales outreach for the voices of search for our sponsors. It, basically, the sponsors for this show are either our presenting sponsor or they come in through the outreach that we do for the MarTech podcast. We have a list of, you know, seven, 8,000 MarTech companies that we email, say, hey, we're the creators of the MarTech podcast. Here's some stats about the show. You work in the industry. We think you'd be a good fit as a sponsor. Let us know if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast. There's no like, check out the podcast, listen to the show. Let's follow up with you in six months. It's purely like upfront email. Here's who we are. You know, are you interested in podcast advertising and sponsorship? And that's why it works, though, because you just cut to the chase. But we're doing the opposite of what you're saying there, which is provide value without selling. We are leading with sell. Now, we are a content business. So if they're interested in consuming content without selling, then they can just go ahead and listen to the content. And that's obviously free and hopefully has value. So it's about setting expectations. So the common denominator between my example and your example is setting expectations transparently. So you come in and say, look, here's who we are. Here's the thing we do. Do you want in or not? Because if not, it's cool. If you do, then then here's the next step. And it's the same. It creates the same, a similar form of appreciation to, to what I do. So people resonate with me because I cut to the chase. Here's the SEO problem. Here's the solution. So I think the the value in between the two different examples is just the transparency. So with that being said, that there are ways that we can kind of bridge the two, right? Where it's, I feel more compelled to give. Understandably, you also want to have a call to action like you brought up. So, you know, part one thing I took away from this, this mastermind that I mentioned was one of the other participants has this really unique call to action where she does her giving first in her post. But then at the end, it says, you know, if you're interested, then DM me. And then, but what I found interesting about her model is is two things. One is that she created a matrix, like a, a key for the DM words. So she might say, DM me the word breakthrough. And that signaled to her VA, like her team, breakthrough equals send them this link. Keyword XYZ equals different call to action, send them this other link. And so what I found fascinating about that was... I don't put links in my post for two reasons. One, a lot of people know that when you put a link, it devalues the visibility of a post on a social platform because those social platforms don't want people leaving to an external domain. The other reason is I don't want to sell in the post. I want to expose my expertise to my audience and attract that trust. But her approach solves both of those. It, it allows you to have a call to action without devaluing the post because you put a link. And so then the, the second part of that that was fascinating is how she created the, the key that says keyword equals whatever the DM word is, this is the call to action. And so then you can do that at scale. You can have your VAs and your team help while you focus on providing the content. And then they just add in a one line at the end where it says, you know, here's a call to action, DM me this. You maintain your visibility, but then you have very clear call to action on the backside while retaining the benefit of the organic visibility on the social platform. It's interesting. And, you know, we struggle with social syndication. It's one of the things that, you know, we create the content, which is our product, you know, a podcast content. And we try to syndicate it through things like LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. And honestly, we haven't done a great job of growing those platforms because we don't know what content to create other than, hey, here's the post we created. Here's an image with a quote or on LinkedIn, I wrote a post 
I write a post every day talking about what the episode of the day was, but those all have, you know, the links to the episodes in the comment and they're, they're very formulaic. And when you think about sort of building in the content strategy that is authentic, not always selling, but also something that you have to do regularly, how do you work in where to include links to your content, where not to, what are some of the strategies you have for growing your social feed as a means of syndicating your content? The, the first thing that's super obvious that we've all heard is you have to go where your audience is. So for me, that's largely LinkedIn. Secondary, that's Facebook. I am not on Instagram. I mean, my team will repurpose some content and put it out there. But I've even recently had them stop that. And so what we've done is we put up like a, a tiled outline that says, you know, go find me on these other platforms. So spend the time where you can amplify your message. And then you got to, you know, with your example of syndicating the content, there's two things that come to mind where maybe this is why it's not resonating. So one is, yeah, when it's formatted, like in a, what was the word you used for formulaic? You know, if it's built out in a manner like that, then people, back to us talking about transparency, people can identify that. It's, that's a good example of the hollowness. People know that that's just kind of a templatized post. And then you're getting the, the devalued visibility because of the link too. So on social media, a lot of the content that I'll push out, whether it was a blog first or repurposed um, you know, podcast episode, I'll chunk it down and either transcribe it to get the, the rough draft of a post and actually turn it into a neat piece of content for that platform. Because like we touched on, platforms don't want people leaving. So if you have to figure out how to show that content natively. So if it's an if it's a video piece from your podcast, then upload the actual video to that platform. Because as soon as you link it out to YouTube or link it out to an external MP4, MP3, whatever it is, because it's an external domain, people are leaving and the social platforms don't want people leaving. So try to figure out a way to either repurpose or convert the content into a native format, whatever the platform is. I think that's great advice and honestly something we should probably do and, and modify our social strategy. So as we start thinking about the, the content strategies for 2020, you're producing content, you're trying to be authentic, you're not necessarily selling in that content. You're talking about the content in your social media channels. What are some of the other content strategies that you think are useful for this decade? Try and figure out what works for you. You have to figure out some sort of routine. So I'll give you an example with my LinkedIn strategy. What I've narrowed down is I get the best visibility between 6.30 and 7.30 a.m., so there are ways that you can templatize the approach while maintaining the authenticity. So for me, what I do is I draft out all the content in advance. So I'm more personally active on Facebook on a day-to-day -day basis, but I get more visibility on LinkedIn. So Facebook is where I natively post content first. After I post it there, then I'll usually go put it in Trello and for my VA, for my team. And so I'll either link to the post that I made on Facebook, or if I need to make some edits because there's something that I know a small tweak might perform better on LinkedIn, then I'll copy and paste and type it out the full draft in Trello. So once it's in Trello, here's how you scale this while maintaining your voice. So as my audience on LinkedIn started to grow, I was spending the first two hours of every morning on LinkedIn. That became a problem because that's not sustainable, but it was driving a big return. And so I also didn't want to give it up. So what I had to do was figure out how do I balance the voice while adding scalability. So that's where it comes in with Facebook and Trello because I push the content there because that's where I'm made. I'm naturally there anyway. Then I pass it to my team. We've narrowed down a window between 6.30 and 7.30 a.m. That window may not work for everybody. It just depends on what your audience and what platform it is. 
But that time frame can make all the difference between 200 views and 25,000 views in a 24-hour period. So figure out what a routine is. And then if you start to scale it, where we're talking about how I've invited team members to help me scale it, you have to provide documentation. Your team's going to be as good or as bad as the documentation you provide them. Earlier, we talked about how I don't really engage organically on taboo, political, religious topics. So I set those as rules. Those are rules for engagement for my team. Don't reply on anything that's political, religious, or taboo. And then they also have them guide me on where to spend my time, where I can make the biggest impact. So they weed through kind of the, the generic acknowledgements and the comments. And anything that requires my specific expertise, where I can share a story or foster a relationship, Every morning I wake up in Skype and I just have a list of links that just say, go spend your time in this specific area. So figure out where you can make your biggest impact on which platform where your audience is and figure out how to templatize it so you can do your original words, but at scale. So as you're thinking about your content strategies, not only for today, but as we expand through the rest of the decade, my takeaway from this conversation Focus on who you are, be authentic, understand your user questions, take your content, you're going to syndicate it on social media, but you also need to get some help, work with other people, your virtual assistants, whoever it may be, and start looking at the data to figure out not only when to produce the content, what are the guidelines, what are the boundaries, and that'll help you expedite the growth of your content. That wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Damon Burton, president of SEO National. If you'd like to get in touch with Damon, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile on our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is EntrepreneurDB or you can visit his company's website, which is seonational.com. You can also get a copy of Damon's book, Outrank, for free by going to freeseobook.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week so hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day all right that's it for today but until next time remember the answers are always in the data 